لا الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفر ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فاس فوستاج عن هذه الصورة إزمكية هذا القرطب سيد قول الجميع with all of them all the mufassirun said that this is a Meccan surah this is a Meccan surah and, and, and yani, bil, all the kaf the pronouns of the kaf they're all referring to in the surah to to the Prophet sallallahu so this surah is kind of like an extension to the one that we took before where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the favors that he bestowed upon his messenger sallallahu and the surah is how many ayat? eight ayat alright Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says alam nashrah laka sadat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning the ayah, the, the favors and the blessings that he has bestowed upon his beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is, as we said, min bab tasliya. Who can remind us what a tasliya is? A tasliya is like a consolation to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like a consolation to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because subhanallah, in the subsequent ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى That is, with hardships comes ease. Because subhanallah, what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tasted in Mecca, was hardship, subhanAllah. They were so hard on him in Mecca, for him and for the Muslimin. Islam had just started, and subhanAllah, it was very hard on them, what the Quraysh were doing to them. So this one is a tasliya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning the favors that he has bestowed upon his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is, like, this is a su'al, this is a, this is a question. Alam nashrah laka sadrak? Alam nashrah laka sadrak? Have we not expanded your chest? But we have to know what kind of question is this? This is what they call Su'al Taqreer Taqreer to establish things So it's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying We have indeed expanded your chest We have indeed expanded your chest So this is a Taqreer This Su'al, this question form Is lit Taqreer And a Sharah And a Yashrah They say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it spacious and vast And subhanallah he has And wide and he has illuminated it And what it's referring to here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has illuminated it with with al-Islam and with al-Iman and with the prophethood and with al-Nubuwa as the, as, the, as the Mufassirun have said. But this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has expanded يعني, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's chest with. And subhanallah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to guide someone يعني, what does he do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ يَشْرَحْ Sadrahu lil Islam. That means Islam is what is in Shirah Sadr. It opens your chest and it illuminates your chest. So this is what it's referring to. So it's the inshirah is not the physical inshirah, it is the, the ma'nawi. And essentially I think the ma'nawi translates to yani the spiritual inshirah. Although Ibn Ka- we're not going to go into the details of this, but Ibn Kathir rahimahullah and also Al Qurtubi, they went into the details of when the Prophet, his chest was actually split open. 
But inshallah, we're just going to go on to the ma'nawi. We're just going to explain the ma'nawi meaning of what inshirah al-sadr is. What the ma'nawi, yani the spiritual meaning of inshirah al-sadr. But when we say, alam nashrah laka sadr, that means he opened and he expanded his chest. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did this to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then there's two types of inshirah. There's inshirah, yani it's essentially it all returns to the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-inshirah li hukmillah. That means whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hukum, the rulings of Allah, that his chest is open and accepting and expanding of these ahkam. And Allah's ahkam are two types, al-shari and al-qadari. Al-shari and al-qadari. Shari is the ones, the, yani the sharia, the ones, the, the rulings of Islam. Yani pray and fast and ila akhirihi. And the qadari is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees on a person. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened and sharah sadr of the Prophet both of these, both of these, the shari and the qadari. Amma the hukm al-shari, fayya subhanallah, like they said, is to follow the commandments of Islam. It is to follow the commandments of Islam. And when you have inshirah al-sadr, when you have inshirah al-sadr, that means the commandments of Islam are easy to follow. Are easy to follow. But when you don't have inshirah al-sadr, and you have a nafs which is ammara bil-su' Then what happens? Then subhanallah, they are like yani a mountain on your back. The takalif of Islam are like what? Like a mountain on your back. Very hard for you to implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءِ إِلَّا مَا رَحِمَ رَبِّي yani The nafs is always ammara bil-su'i. It's always wanting the su'i, the things which displace Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all the things that displace Allah are yani beloved to the nafs. Our beloved to the nafs, he likes the raha, he likes the relaxation and the and the kasal and the laziness and, and all these things. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Illa inna nafsa la ammaratun bisu illa ma rahima rabbi. For the ones who rahima rabbi, the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, yani they're the exceptions, that their nafs is not ammara bisu. These are the ones whom their sadr is, is munsharih sadrahu, is munsharih sadrahu lil islam. فانشراح الصدر to the أحكام of الله سبحانه وتعالى مثلا we take as an example one عبادة مثلا we take the صلاة the one whose صدر is not منشرح towards مثلا the صلاة they are like مثلا الله سبحانه وتعالى describe the منافقين وإذا قاموا إلى الصلاة قاموا كسالا when they get up for صلاة they will get up what in what state in a state of laziness يراؤون الناس the only reason they get up is so that people see them وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They don't mention Allah except يعني, very little subhanahu so that people see them that they're mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the fact that مثلا the other end of the scale the one whose sadr is munsharih to the salah like the Prophet sallallahu said وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي is in the salah My comfort is in the salah I wait and I anticipate when the next salah is going to be. I've, I finish one and I can't wait for the other one subhanallah. But like Sheikh Ibn Uthameen said, when you, if you want inshirah al-sadr, then you have to have mujahadat al-nafs and you have to say, sami'na wa ata'na. You have to say, sami'na wa ata'na. That means we have to we listen and we obey. We listen and we obey. And this is a result of inshirah al-sadr. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, we do. And then subhanallah, Allah al-Mustan, Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, subhanallah, Allah al-Mustan. He said, subhanallah, yani sometimes you're between the two states. Right? Sometimes your sadr is min sharih. And the ibadah is so easy for you, subhanAllah. And other times, subhanAllah, you're the opposite, you're down, subhanAllah. He said, if you didn't fear the punishment of Allah, you probably wouldn't even do that, that ibadah. 
فكأنه سبحان الله the people who do this kind of ibadah they do it out of fear of being punished from Allah سبحانه وتعالى not because their sadr their, their is munsharih and then the second hukum is the hukum al-qadari يعني Allah سبحانه وتعالى expanded the, the sadr of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم to the ahkam al-qadariya the things which Allah سبحانه وتعالى decreed upon upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فهو سبحان الله what did the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم taste the death of his family, of his children, of his of Khadija عنها, in his lifetime, and all of his children in his lifetime except Fatima, all of them died in his lifetime. So what he tasted in Mecca from the adab and how they kicked him out of Mecca. So this is all the qadr of Allah. This is all. Uh, this is all the hukum of Allah, al qadari, al hukum al qadari. And Subhanallah, the, he said Subhanallah, the, mus- the Muslim may be harmed, may be harmed. Subhanallah, but yani, it doesn't come to the stage where they become qalaq and ham and gham, where they have worry and. Like the Prophet وسلم, he mentioned the believer. How did he mention him? He said, Ajaban li amri al mu'min. He said, Ajaban li amri al mu'min. Inna amrahu kulluhu khair. All of the amr of the Muslim is khair. All of his affairs are khair. How is this the case? Walaysa dhalika illa lil mu'min. And this instance is only for whom? Only for the mu'min. That all his affairs are khair. In asabahu darra sabara fakana khairan lahu. If something Befalls him from hardships, sabara. He's patient. And it was khair for him. If something good befalls him, he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is and that is good for him as well. But he's either patient when the harm befalls him or when good befalls him, he is thankful to Allah and both of them are praiseworthy stations to be in, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. And subhanAllah, يعني, يعني if, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's talking here about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam specifically. That he has sharh sadr al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يعني atam al-sharh, يعني it was complete sharh. That subhanAllah, he, يعني, he was atqa al-nas. He was the most, person with the most taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was the most obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was the most patient. He was the most patient upon the aqdar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hatta even subhanallah they mentioned in the hadith that Abdullah bin Mas'ud once upon a time he walked into the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he was very sick and suffering from a strong sickness Allah alam if this was the sickness of his mouth but ala kul hal he said that he was suffering from a great sickness faqala innaka tu'aku waka'an shadida he said ya rasulallah i'm seeing you waka is to suffer yani from an illness he said i i see you suffering very much from your sickness and then the Prophet وسلم, he said, Ajal inni u'aku kama yu'aku rajulani minkum. He said, Wallahi, when I'm sick, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests me with my sickness, the equivalent of two men from amongst you. This is how strong my sickness is. This is how strong my sickness. And this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, yani the most tested of the people are the anbiya. Are the anbiya. Even in their sicknesses, Allah tests them the most. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them فَالْأَمْثَلُ فَالْأَمْثَلُ And then the ones that follow in the footsteps of the messengers They will be tested according to their iman And حتى سبحان الله in the marad, his marad al-maut When he died sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That he felt, in, he said إِنَّ لِلْمَوْتِ, uh, إن للموت سَكَرَاتِ Indeed, the maut has sakarat He has, subhanAllah, the throes of death And he suffered from these sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And he was patient till the end And like Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah He said he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state of patience in a state of, of patience, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alam nashrah laka sadrak, we have expanded your chest to what? To the ahkam of the sharia and to the ahkam of the qadariya, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has decreed upon you. أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ وَوَضَعْنَا عَنْكَ وِزْرَكَ الَّذِي أَنْقَضَ ظَهْرَكَ وَوَضَعْنَا عَنْكَ وِزْرَكَ الَّذِي أَنْقَضَ ظَهْرَكَ These two ayat are related. Allah says, وَوَضَعْنَا عَنْكَ We have, يعني وضعنا, we have cast aside. We have cast aside, we have overlooked, we have forgiven, we have pardoned. Wizrak. Al-wizr is, is he's talking about the sins. He's talking about the sins. He's talking about the ithm. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that he has forgiven the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He has forgiven him his sins. That means we have taken away your wizr. We have taken away your wizr. And essentially we have forgiven your sins. And this is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the beginning of Surah Al-Fatih, إِنَّا فَتَحْنَا لَكَ فَتْحَ مُبِينَا لِيَغْفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَأْخَرَ So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive the sins that have, يعني, you, you have done before and the sins that you will do in the future. يعني, what has preceded and what has proceeded from your sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive those sins. الَّذِي أَنْقَضَ ظَهْرَكَ الَّذِي أَنْقَضَ ظَهْرَكَ That means these sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven you were it not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have, had not forgiven you, they would have had this effect on you. Anqada dhaharak. It would have been what? It would have been heavy on your back. It would have been a burden on your back. And this word anqada, if you go back to the literal meaning of it, it's, it's a sound. It's a sound. So it's essentially saying that because of the weight of, these, of this burden on your back, yani essentially, I don't know what it's called, yani the creaking of your back or the, or the cracking of your back, this is the noise that it makes when you put a heavy burden on it. But this is what it literally means. Anqada means to make a sound. So this is the sound of the heaviness of the burden on your back. This is what it's referring to. And subhanAllah, Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah, he mentions something, fa'ida azimah. He said, yani the use of the zahar, the use of the word zahar, to carry a load is subhanallah is from the balagha of the Quran. Because subhanallah the, the back is يعني, the thing on your body which can carry the most weight. For if you had مثلا, a 20 kilo bag of rice, is it easier for you to carry it in your hands or is it easier for you to put it on your back like this and carry it? But the back is ablagh in carrying weights. Is ablagh in carrying weights. So if the back is, is, is tired from carrying these weights, that means what must be carried is heavy subhanallah. And this is the sha'an of the sins. This is the, 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 manner of the matter of the sins. That sins are very, very heavy to carry. Sins are very heavy to carry. This is for the believer, yes? But the two ayahs combined, يعني, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven all of the sins of the Prophet sallallahu He has no sins. He has no sins. For, uh, even in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu we have an ayah. لِيَغْفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَأَخَّرَ And also in the hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ used to, used to يقوم قيام الليل حتى يعني his feet would be swollen or cracked from the, the hours that he stood up in قيام. And what did they say to him? They said to him, يعني وَقَدْ غَفَرَ اللَّهُمْ Why do you put yourself through this? وَقَدْ غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لَكَ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَأَخَّرَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven what, has, what you have done of sins before and what you will do in the future. Why are you putting yourself through all this trouble? What did the Prophet ﷺ say? He said, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Should I not be a grateful servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If you spent your whole life in sujood, if you spent your life, your whole life in salah and in sujood, يعني from the moment you were born to the time you die, you wouldn't be able to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings that He favors upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوا You can't even count it. The ni'am of Allah, you cannot even count them. How are you supposed to pay them back, subhanAllah? If you can't even count them, how are you supposed to pay them back? 
But these are the ni'am of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the ni'am of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he bestowed upon his messenger, that he forgave his past and his future sins. And so now the question is, is did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commit sins? Yes, he did commit sins. And this is what Shaykh Ibn Aydin specifically says. Don't think, subhanAllah, that the Prophet sallallahu was free from sins. Because then the question is what? Is what was the nature of these sins and the fact that these sins were forgiven? Because the ibrah is not in the sin itself. The ibrah is in what? Is in the forgiveness of the sin. Yes? As Allah subhanahu ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hujah, وَمَن لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ The one who doesn't make tawbah, they're the ones that are the ظَالِمُونَ Not the ones who sin. But the ibrah is in what? is in the forgiveness and seeking the forgiveness of Allah. But that, that this doesn't give you, مثلاً, a free reign and a license, yani go do whatever sin you want as long as you make istighfar and tawbah. This is not the case. For you must still stay away from the ma'asi. But if the ma'asi happen, if the sins, you fall into the sin, then the ibrah is in what? Is in the forgiveness. Is in the forgiveness. And this is the nature of, of Banu Adam. That every Banu Adam, khatta. All of them fall into sin. All of them fall into sin. And the best one of them are the ones that seek repentance for their sins. As the Prophet sallallahu said. For we have to go, yes, the Prophet sallallahu committed sins, but the nature of the sins. But the Prophet sallallahu never fell into the sins which, the ones that compromised his risala. For he was never a kathab, he never lied. He never was treacherous. Because these would have what? These would have affected what? His, his risala. And he didn't fall into the fahisha as well. Mathalan, the, the zina and the sariqa and these lowly acts, these despicable, these despicable sins that go against the, the makarim al-akhlaq. Because he was sent, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ وَاتْ لِأُتَمِّمَ مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ I was sent what? لِأُتَمِّمَ To perfect good character and good quality. But subhanAllah, if he committed these types of sins, has he come to fulfill the, the, the risala of makarim al-akhlaq? This cannot be actualized. This cannot be if he's committing these sins. But the sins of the Prophet ﷺ, they are not like, don't think that the sins of the Prophet ﷺ are like our sins. Shattana, shattana. Shattana, shattana between our sins and the sins of the Prophet ﷺ. And any our sins as well. Are our sins forgiven? Are our sins forgiven when we commit the sins? We say, مثلاً, as soon as مثلاً, someone commits a sin, their, their sin is forgiven straight away when it happens. Like, no one is guaranteed this. Except whom? Except the Prophet ﷺ. Except the Prophet ﷺ. Yes, Allah is saying we've forgiven your sins. We have forgiven your sins. But when you do the sins, even though they may be the smallest of sins, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already forgiven them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already forgiven them. And then Shaykh ibn Athaymin rahimahullah, subhanAllah, he says, if the sins of the Prophet وسلم, are heavy in their burden, what about those below him? What did he say? That means they would have burdened you these sins. They would have burdened you these sins. So what about our sins? What about our sins? Subhanallah. He said here, Subhanallah. It should break. Yani it should break our backs. He said. He said it should break our backs. Our sins. The burden of our sins. They should break our backs. But it is as if we are not carrying anything. He said as if we are not carrying anything. And he said this is because of the weakness of our iman and because of our ghafla in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But this is the sha'an of the Muslim, subhanAllah. The believer, the true believer, that when they have sins, subhanAllah, it's, it's, something is not right in their, in their body, subhanAllah. Mathalan, if you, if you know when you cut yourself and an infection comes along, subhanAllah, what happens? Your body immediately defends itself, yes? It sends out white blood cells and sugar cells and, and it closes the wound and coagulates the blood and, and, and it defends itself, yes? Same thing with your heart, subhanAllah. When sins occur to it, the clean heart, when the sins happen to it, 
it straight away it defends itself. Subhanahu. It wants to get rid of them. It wants to get rid of them. It wants to repent. It knows the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in committing these sins. It wants to repent and it wants to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it wants to follow these bad days with good days. Inna al-hasanat yudhibna sayyat Inna al-hasanat yudhibna sayyat That the good deeds, they remove the bad deeds. For this is the state of the true believer. Our condition, subhanallah, one sin after another sin after another sin, and nothing is happening. As if nothing is happening, subhanallah. And this is where we have to be careful. This is why we always say, subhanallah, always seek, always be in a state of istighfar, always be in a state of repentance. The Prophet would make istighfar a hundred times a day as an irshad for his ummah to, to, to lead them in what to do, subhanallah. Because our sins are many and we need to constantly make istighfar. We, we need to constantly make it. Because if we don't make this constant istighfar and we don't make this constant tawbah, what do we fear? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will seal our hearts. Because an accumulation of too many sins, an accumulation of too many sins will eventually seal the heart. If we don't seek repentance from these, from these sins and we don't seek forgiveness from these sins and we don't ask for istighfar and we don't make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to be very careful of this. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ وَرَفَعْنَا الرَّفَعِ is, is to raise, yes? وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ And ذِكْرَكَ is the same thing. I've got about four translations here. We ذِكْرَكَ your name and your repute and your mention and your fame and Allah alam. الذِّكْرَ يعني. يعني the mention of the Prophet رَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ The mention of the Prophet has been raised. Has been raised. And subhanAllah, a lot of the Mufassirun, the first thing they wrote in the tafsir was what? is the physical raising of the, the name of the Prophet ﷺ. And they said this is done when? In the Adhan. In the Adhan. When you say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. But this is what? The physical raising of, of the mention of the Prophet ﷺ. And then again they said, in the Salah itself. In the Salah itself, when you make a tashahud. When you make a tashahud, what do you say? Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ And yani there's no mention of Allah except that there is the mention of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we'll come to look at this when we read the kalam of the Shaykh al-Sa'di in this regard, subhanAllah. And then he said the other one, this is the, yani the general way the Prophet sallallahu is specifically mentioned, but the other one is, is in every, in fact in every single ibadah. Because every single ibadah is dependent on two conditions being fulfilled. And the first condition is what? Is sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the second one is is compliance to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when you perform the ibadah, you must have sincerity and yastahdir qalbuka. Yani you, you bring to your mind that when I am doing this ibadah, I'm doing it according to the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in my ibadah. Every ibadah I do, I am following. This is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And subhanAllah, because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him how to do it, Subhanallah, it increases in my ibadah, in my following, in my adherence to the sunnah of the Prophet So the first one is specific mention of the Prophet and the second one is, is general in every single ibadah. So these are, subhanAllah, all the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has favored his beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And subhanAllah, whatever they say against the Prophet if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rafa'a dhikrahu, he has raised the mention of the Prophet who is to come and to try and debase the Prophet when Allah has raised his raised his dhikr Allah has raised his dhikr you're going against Allah 
Kind of you're going against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll just read quickly what the Sheikh Sa'di rahimahullah is in this tafsir. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ أَيْ أَعْلَيْنَا قَدْرَكَ وَجَعَلْنَا لَكَ الثَّنَاءَ الْحَسَنِ الْعَالِ الَّذِي لَمْ يَصِلُ إِلَيْهِ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْخَلْقِ فَلَا يُذْكَرُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا ذُكِرَ مَعَهُ رَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَمَا فِي الدُّخُولِ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ وَفِي الْآذَانِ وَالْإِقَامَةِ وَالْخُطَبِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْأُمُورِ الَّتِي أَعْلَى اللَّهُ بِهَا ذِكْرَ رَسُولِهِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَلَهُ فِي قُلُوبِ أُمَّتِهِ مِنَ الْمَحَبَّةِ وَالْإِجْلَالِ وَالتَّعْظِيمِ مَا لَيْسَ لِأَحَدٍ غَيْرِهِ بَعْدَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فَجَزَاهُ اللَّهُ عَنْ أُمَّتِهِ أَفْضَلَ مَا جَزَى نَبِيًّا عَنْ أُمَّتِهِ And he said, Rahimahullah, and exalted your name, we elevated your status, and made for you exalted praises, the likes of which no other human has achieved. In fact, on many occasions, Allah's name is not mentioned without yours being mentioned alongside it. For instance, when one, braces, one, when one embraces Islam by stating the shahada during the first and second calls to pray, يعني the adhan and the iqama, in the sermons, يعني al-khutab, and on other occasions upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has exalted the mention of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Additionally, the hearts of the members of his ummah, nation, are filled with love, respect and esteem for him like no other except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him on behalf of his ummah the greatest reward that any prophet has ever received on behalf of his nation. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tuhulayka.